Babyface and the Heel is brought to you by Sleeps. Use code BACKLOG40 for 40% off your first order. First and foremost, Man. Alpha and Ricky, I just want to say, happy 4th of July. I salute you. I'm the champ. USA, USA, we have defeated the coronavirus. You gosh damn right, brother. Really? <laughs> brother, we're opening up in Florida. Jacksonville, did you take a look at the AEW arena? Yes, yes. That was a pretty badass show, brother. I couldn't believe all the people in the crowd. Are they really open down there in the FL? Well, you know, uh, before I introduce and and welcome, excuse me, I'm burping over here because I'm just drinking so much booze because I'm so excited about everything that's going on. Um, I was at the beach and they had the cameras and they were like, what are you doing? You're trying to spread the coronavirus. And Jimmy Thompson was like, yeah, get out of my way. I got to jump in the waves. The thing is, <laughs> Alpha and Ricky, this week we got to see some crowd in attendance. And they were just, you know, a family affair. It was members of the AEW staff and the family. But it's good to see people shoulder to shoulder cheering on all these hardworking wrestlers. And I'll tell you right now, Frank, GD, Ricky... Alpha, you can all come on down to Florida and celebrate because the doors are open. Oh, yeah. I feel like dancing like Ric Flair. Come on. Ricky. Look at him. Ricky, how you doing? I would be dead with you. Oh, no, no, no. Huh? I'll throw you in the ocean, Alpha. Throw you right in the ocean. Let the sharks eat you. Because you ain't coming to Florida. I'd never invite you to Florida. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page, brother. That's good. That's good. What about this show, guys? What a way to kick off a live event. Man. This is how we do it. Man, AEW knocked another one right out of the park. I mean, it started off a little good, middle of the road, and built to that awesome, awesome main event. Couldn't oh, really? You, you didn't like the uh, Janela and Cody match that much? Not that much, no. I mean, it was good. It was good. It was a good way to start the show. It wasn't like uh, I wouldn't say it was top tier. 
they both had really it was a competitive match but um it had a slow start for my for, for me i don't know how'd you how'd okay. you like it you know alpha um i didn't get to see this match until i watched the entire card first because i tuned in about 20 minutes late and uh so i had to watch this match this morning i gotta tell you i was a fan i liked it i wasn't gonna I didn't want to. I hate both of these two jabroni fools, okay? But then Joy Janela gets in that ring, and I say, boy, you got to put yourself together. Look at you. Every week you're coming out with a different outfit, a different shirt, a different shorts, different hairstyle. I, I, I don't know, but I like it. I like what he's got going. I just want to see a dangerous Joy Janela because I want to see him fuck this shit. Oh yeah, that's what that match missed. Some danger. I like I like Janela's like old kind of gimmick where he's kind of trying to be like the Macho Man, where he's wearing different stuff all the time and different this all the time and that. I kind of like it, brother. Yeah, I, I mean, Joe Janela has uh, a lot of fans. Uh, I just ain't one of them because Joe Janela is too much of a nice guy. You see, he goes from I'm gonna chop you in the back to I'm gonna shake your hand, and I don't like that. That's someone who you can't trust. You got to be able to trust your opponent, even the ones you hate. And if you don't trust them, then you trust them even more. You know what I'm saying? I, no. You lost me. You lost me. You had me up until the end there. What? <laughs> what you got to do is you got to lure your opponent in. Okay, Joey Janela was doing that, but then he got too much of a nice guy. He tried to say, hey, Cody, I want to get a pay raise. So I'm going to put you over. And Cody was like, no, brother, I'm putting it 110%. And Joey Janela had him every step of the way. You see, Joey Janela even got out of Cody Rhodes' finishing maneuver multiple times. Twice. Yep. Joey Janela. Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. You know <laughs> Telling me he was, had him in the palm of his hand. He could have just eat them all up. <laughs> I I got that in my notes. It's like Joey Janela. Cody gave Janela a good match. Yes, he did. I mean, he he really sold for him and everything. He took his he took his shots, but I mean, Cody's going up against Archer, brother. I mean, how is that match even going to be believable after he gave Janela such a rub? I think that's a yeah. really good assessment there, Alpha. Um, what do you think of Joey Janela getting so much offense? I didn't like it. I didn't I like agree. it at all. Janela, Janela couldn't afford to lose hard like that or lose badly, like get squashed. Mm. But, I mean, maybe maybe some outside interference, maybe a, a fake injury, something, to w a screwball finish. Uh, Ricky, but, Ricky, I know you're trying to be impartial, you know, but Joey Janela can afford to lose. He can afford to lose hard because if they're going to let someone like Sean Spears take 16 losses in a row and then put him on the <laughs> sidelines and give him a world title shot, George Janela can lose today and win tomorrow. He don't matter right now in that sense. But Joey Janela puts on a good show. I want to see but, Joey but Janela and Kip Sabian. Squashed. I mean, you can't have Joey Janela going out and getting squashed. It doesn't make any sense for the booking. I'm not saying getting Joey squashed. Have a tough match, but with Joey Janela, a close one. Yeah. And then even hitting him with his finish, the elbow drop. You got and, him. And then Archer comes out and squashes the Applebee's guy. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah. not looking good for Cody, is it? 
I mean, not George Anella softening enough Cody Rhodes in preparation for this world title TNT Championship Intergalactic Planetary matchup. I'm just telling you right now, Cody Rhodes is in for it. Cody Rhodes is going to get the snake up his taint. Cody Rhodes <laughs> is in trouble. Are we oh going to the God. snake right now, or are we going to save that? For, for Let's now? save that. Let's save that. I don't right. want to get there. We'll tease him. We we'll got tease a lot him. more show, guys. Just remember, snake taint. <laughs> oh, did you guys notice Cody was wearing a thong? He was taking a bit right out of freaking uh Brandy. Jakaru Shida's uh notebook oh. wearing that whale tail. You guys see that black thong he was wearing? That was I, not a good wardrobe choice. Alpha, I, I gotta oh, be honest God. with you. Um, I wasn't looking at Cody's ass. I was looking at Joey <laughs> Janela's <laughs> ass. <laughs> Because it was always up in the air. Joey Janela flopping around with his butt up in the sky. Oh, Jesus, Joey Janela. Fuck this shit. <laughs> Green fire coming uh, in with the crop. Oh, I tell you what. Uh, Ricky, okay. So when Cody hit this moonsault from the top, did you get flutters? Did you say, I like seeing Cody take these risks? No, it looked like shit. Really? <laughs> I'll be perfectly honest. I didn't like it. Uh, he didn't look where he was going. No, he did and, not. And Janela had to help him out a lot. Are you talking the moonsault off the like the apron of the uh, of like yeah the ramp, off the stage? Right? I'm talking it about was, like the sideways. Yeah, he did one yeah. running into the corner as well. I thought that was all right. I thought it was better than oh that know. one was good. I like that one. That's but the, the one. The one off the stage. He needed to go back to the drawing board. That was that was a little too dangerous. And Cody doesn't need to take these risks. No, Cody. Cody needs to be that um what is it the the uh the cerebral guy the planner the architect that I that like, that kind I of like person Cody taking them. I like Cody taking the bumps like old Shane O'Mac. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that's good. Now what about this reverse suplex Ricky um you've been watching wrestling a long time. You tell yes, me when you see these guys and the knees are quivering as they're about to do a maneuver should they <laughs> should they do that maneuver or should they hold on? <laughs> it's too late. It's too late once you're up there. You're having a hard time getting to the top. What are you, New Jack? What are you, New Jack? It's never too late. You can always say, no, thank you. I'm not going to do this. I thought Joey Janela was going to break his fucking neck. I thought it was over. I thought, <laughs> I thought was... they were both going to fall right there. <laughs> Cody saved his ass. Cody yes, he saved did. his and ass. And for those of you who didn't watch the show, um, what happened is every once in a while, they get up on the corner of the turnbuckles. They climb up three steps, get up as high as you could possibly go. And uh, Joey Janela is facing Outway, okay? Uh, uh, his opponent, Cody Rhodes, climbs up the corner behind him. Joey Janela, standing about eight feet off the ground, has to do one of these upside down, okay? <laughs> on the top rope. On the top rope. with no, not, They're not holding on to nothing, just their feet going like this. And he, uh, he has to get underneath <laughs> like this, and then he's got to lift him all the way up and over and then fall about six feet, you know, onto the, the canvas there. And I'll tell you, um, it, it it scared the fuck out of me. I was like, this is, this, you know, uh, what are we watching, a private party match? <laughs> no, we ain't. Where's private party? They're sitting in the stands. Private party. You got to okay. stop and oh, sober up. God. Get yourself in the ring. Yeah. 
you brought pri- you brought private party up. It reminded me of your old boy, um, even or whatever his name is in yeah. that WWF. Even uh, better than Ivar. His name's Even or something like that. He <laughs> what, what's his gimmick? He's like a robot guy. Uh-huh. Anyways, uh, <laughs> they they matched up against the <laughs> champions. That champion. Is that a straight ripoff of the private party? Those champions in that WWF? Yes. Yeah. The answer, yeah, the answer to that question is a resounding yes. That they look like a straight up ripoff. And they're a yeah. low class version of the private party. Private party. I gotta every week. I say I, I. You scare me when you do these flipping flips, but they land them. These other guys look like they gained themselves an extra 70, 80 pounds each. Okay, they shouldn't be doing all these flippy floppies. As a matter of fact, Vince McMahon doesn't let them do all these flippy floppies. Ivar knows how to do a moonsault. They don't let him do his moonsault. You can't even do a moonsault in the WWF? They don't want him doing the moonsault. I think that's a bunch of horse shit. (laughs) That's a bunch of horse shit. He can land it. He can land it clean. And he can do it all day long. Been doing it for 25 years. Okay. That's right. All right. All right, so back to this match. When they did that uh, reverse suplex off the top, did you happen to notice when old Janela kicked out how he uh, oh. how he caught Cody right in his dick? <laughs> ah. Did you guys see ah. that? Ah. It was right between his legs. He went like this. Wow! <laughs> what is he? What is he? Is he pulling a trick from the women's division? Oh. I'll oh, tell you we'll what. Get to that in a second. I'll tell you what. To wrap this one up, this was a hell of a match. I thought it was a pretty good match. It started off a little slow, had a build up to it. A couple of good moves. I was surprised to see Joe Janela go over as far as he did. However, Cody Rhodes gets the win, uh, lands that rude awakening or whatever they want to call it, and then he gives him a handshake, stands him up. Or no, doesn't even stand up, just looks at him while he's laying on the ground. And uh, that's it for Cody Rhodes, right? That's all we get to see of him before we get to see some other roads. We'll talk about that later. Just remember, yeah. snake taint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So moving on, we got right after this was an MJF promo. And MJF coming out and saying that he is being compared to all these legends. And he's only 24 years old. And he's not like anybody's ever seen. He's the best thing since sliced bread. And coming back, he's going to sit right on his throne next week. And he even faked a little injury right on the way out. Yeah. What did y'all think about this promo? I mean, he delivers a promo, but, but Alpha, I got to say, you got to give him a pass for his drunken ramble, okay? His drunken post on Twitter, we got to say, I'm sorry. It's okay. He's coming back strong. I can't wait to see him next week. What do you think? He's one of the best in the world ever. Yeah, definitely MJF being a heel. I hate to say it. He's the he's the best heel in the business right now. I couldn't name a more well, maybe maybe after Jake the Snake's performance tonight, he's right there back with him again. <laughs> MJF MJF knows how to knows how to really get under people's skin and make people think he's a real, real bad guy. Yeah, I like how he, he, he says, um, next week I'm gonna I'm 100%, and then he, he steps down on his foot, and he's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just so good. He, right. He's so good with all his little, little 
isms and all the things he does with he, he really does just it's like a, a mosquito bite he just gets you and he continues on and you're like ooh, that was that was good okay next and oh <laughs> more mosquitoes and black flies he, he's so good and then you put him up next yeah. to sean spears outside a little bit later and these two ribbing each other I, I, Sean Spears and, and MJF, that's the tag team. But MJF's too big. I, I think was just about to ask. That he, he, MJF's too big. He's He's got to be going for that world title shot. MJ, MJF and Sean Spears, that chemistry is too good not to capitalize on. you got to do something with them, too. I say you give them the tag belts. Them. Honestly, I say put them in the ring together. Give them, uh, you know, start this full, full horseman, for real. Uh, you, MJF yeah. is the Ric Flair. You got Sean Spears yeah. is the Arn Anderson, okay? Yeah. Or, or Tully Blanchard or whatever you want, but Arn Anderson, the enforcer. Sean Spears is a big presence. Uh, I guess the the enforcer really is um, Wardlow, right? Yeah. Who'd be the mm-hmm. fourth? Who'd be the real fourth? The real fourth. Sammy Guevara. Who, I was gonna say who who all is out there with those jabronis? I mean, Sammy. You gotta good. be like. Sammy, Sammy will be the young upstart that you got to take under his wing. Him and Jericho have to have a falling out, and that, that marvelous, that marvelous guy a few weeks ago. Oh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I, I'm gonna throw a name <laughs> out there, Joey okay. Janela. Okay, that wouldn't be bad. That wouldn't be bad. Joey Janela needs He's some help. Oh, Kip Sabian, of course. Yeah, Kip, Kip Sabian would be nice. Kip Sabian be the one, but I, I think Joey Janela steals back Penelope. And uh, you I put Joey. So. Jan- I like Joey Janela in there better because Kip Sabian didn't accept our raid. He, you know, we raided him, <laughs> and uh, we do like Kip Sabian. I know Alpha loves him, uh, but I hate that. You know, when we raid you from the backlog network, we expect you to be excited. Alpha raided him from the, from the Alpha Maniacs. You go in, you go in, you double Kip Sabian's viewer count on Twitch, and he don't even give you a thank. You. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Nah, Some we thank our stuff. We thank our guys like Cream Fire with the subs and, GD. and Insomniac with all them biddies. That's what we do. We here we don't we don't gloss over them people. We acknowledge no. them people, just like Kip Sabian should have done. I agree. Gosh, Piece damn, of crap. Right. And that's why I say Kip Sabian, you're out of the four horsemen. You see what happens? You know Tony Khan's watching. Okay. Maybe you're not watching. Maybe that's the problem. Okay, but every week, week in and week out, we got Lance Archer watching. We got ourselves Trent watching. We got ourselves Chris Jericho watching and Tony Khan watching. Okay, we've been around since day one. We're on episode 19. 19 weeks we've been doing this. (laughs) We are the top show for AEW afterwards. And when they come to two shows a week, we're going to be doing eight shows a week. And when they have three shows a week, (laughs) we're going to have 15 shows a week. Because that's what we do. Right? That's right. Damn right, brother. That's right. Holy crap. Now, moving on, we got uh we got Nyla Rose showing back up. Nyla Rose showing back up. Eh, wrong. What? What? Who what 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 was I wrong? What are you talking about? No, that's Nyla Rose. <laughs> That's what she says to Tony Schiavone. <laughs> eh, wrong. Oh, my She's the queen of the promos. She's like, I was the champ. I will be the champ. And I will still be the champ, too. 
after the end as well. Yeah, Brett. <laughs> eh, wrong. I'll tell you what. I want that belt off of her faster than white on rice. I want to see. I want to see that belt go on to. Uh, it needs, I don't it it needs to go on Penelope, and yeah. that's the bottom line. Her or Britt Baker, and the two best women in the whole gosh damn business. Sheeta, Carter's third. Sheeta, Sheeta needs to go, yep. and then Britt needs to take it from her, and then Britt and and uh, whoever else is up up for it. I, I gotta Sheeta tell you though, I don't think it. you know just because we talk real. For those of you new to the show, we talk real here. And I don't think they're going to take that belt off of her anytime soon. I think they're going to make her a dominant force. Here's, here's, here's what they're going to do, and I, I see it within the next eight months. Penelope Ford is going to get that belt, and she's going to have Kip Sabian's bitch ass carrying it around for her <laughs> like this <laughs> and, and rolling out the carpet for her as she walks out while she, he carries the belt because he's a bitch. We, we came and up that's with what <laughs> that. You know, we came up with the idea. We talked about it with Kip Sabian. He agreed on his Twitch feed, and we said it would be funny if Twitch or if, if Kip Sabian wins every match, and his finishing move was really just Penelope Ford sneaking into the ring and conducting her finishing move every single time. And yeah, we're shooting. We're shooting straight. So we told him this, and he said, "Oh, wait and see. Wait and see." Now, if they do that gimmick. He's welcome back into the Four Horsemen. I think that would be really good. That would be a good touch yeah. to, to his side of the Four Horsemen where she's really the woman. Okay, let's let's be real here, Ricky. You know who I'm talking about when I say woman, right? Yeah. Unfortunately, Chris Benoit murdered her. And again, that's another shoot. But woman was Ric Flair's <laughs> girl when he was in the Four Horsemen. And he would say, woman, and he would do his strut. Okay, and she just stood yes. there smiling. That's Penelope. Penelope is going to be woman, and she's going to be the woman. Oh, I think Lord. she's getting the belt, and she's going to she's gonna have to, oh, I'm going to say it. She's going to have to finger bang her way to the top. The only ones seeming, <laughs> the only ones getting success over in the women's division are the ones who stick it in them. Oh, hey, hey, it's what did y'all think about Nyla Rose and the lack thereof uh, getting all handsy with the she new girl? She did that on purpose. She, she didn't get handsy at all. I was like, I was kind of purpose. She deliberately did not go for the old Donald Trump grab. Yeah, because she's been watching <laughs> Nyla Rose. We appreciate your hesitation, but I saw you almost <laughs> do it. I saw you almost. You had to consciously pull your hand away. I was watching you, Nyla Rose. If you want to retain that belt and be on the good side of babyface and the heel, full hand next time, okay? Just like this, the whole hand right over the top. You look in the camera's eye and you just mouth Jimmy T. <laughs> and we'll know. She's going to do that next time and then lick her hand like she does, I guarantee it. Slap! <laughs> you know what even funnier? You know what even funnier, no, real quick? Okay. If she came in to save Brandy oh, and, and she did a whack and covered her up so that, you know. <laughs> We'll get to that now, later. They, they also did We're reeling them in, Ricky. We're reeling them in. That's right. Did you guys notice they played this big, huge package, featured all these women top contenders? You talking about? And you then, talking about me? No. The big, huge yeah. package. Ha 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 
Oh. But uh, they played this package about all these women contending for the title. And then they had old Granny Panties already waiting out there, didn't even get an introduction. Man, I'll tell you what. Oh, we know it was crush. That's just bad timing. That's bad everything. Kenzie Page, yeah. 18 years old, getting squashed. World title championship matchup. Yep. Yeah. Right over there. Right over there. Right over there. We got we got all these other women wanting that belt. But Kenzie Page, 18 years old, world title matchup. Yep. I don't it know. It wasn't for the belt, was it? It was. She's getting slammed you know, around and everything. If AEW starts doing the WWE style of uh, having tag team champions fight and lose, but it wasn't for the belts, I don't like it. AEW better not start doing that shit. I've already yeah, I know they did won. That. They did that Jericho and uh, Jungle Girl mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Bullshit. Jungle Boy, they had that match non-title fight. Bullshit. Yeah. I hate that. I yeah, hate not good. But uh, so two things, two notes that I have on, on, on the whole Nyla Rose match was, was the power bombs too much? Did she go too hard huh. with that? Was that necessary? Well, necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? No, it is not. This <laughs> 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 is wrestling, brother. It's all necessary. I agree. Okay. I agree. And the other thing was that her voice broke character. Which one? When she, when she was one? yelling, you could hear her voice break character. That was a little... <laughs> it's she... gonna be me. <laughs> that was bad, wasn't it, brother? She it's gonna to... be me. She needs to get Mel or somebody in there talking for her because yeah. she is not good on that mic. No, but no, but no. But the one thing about Nyla Rose that we do have to appreciate is she brings a devastating factor to the to the women's division. She really does. She brings something that you gotta wonder. We're, we're over here saying. What's going to happen? You name off a couple names. Rewind 18 episodes. How did we feel about the women's division 18 weeks ago? Not very good. Oh, Here we are going into May, and we're saying, come on. We want to see Britt Baker. We want to see Sheeta. We want to see Statlander. Oh, we want to see Statlander again. She's such a good alien. And we want to see, what's that other girl with the black hair? The the last time we saw Nyla Rose, she's getting popped in the face from her. I mean, I... Come on, we have a whole stack of oh, yeah. division. Oh, B, big swole. B, B something. No, it was a uh, B Archer. B, B whatever. But then you even you can't forget, you can't forget that we still have Bunny from the Butcher and the Blade. Oh I, yeah, I'd like to see Bunny get in there and tag up with Penelope. Hmm. Don't yeah, I mean, the women's division they got some characters now and they got some intrigue. That's for sure. I gotta say, yes. Tony Khan. You're welcome for not, you know, not dilly-dallying around. We told you like it was while you're watching our show and you did something different with that women's division. And we say, you're welcome and good job. <laughs> yeah, gosh damn right. Gosh damn right. So we go to the, we go to the most prestigious and well-sought-after you know, prize in all of wrestling. We're talking the, the heavyweight title, brother, right here, smack dab in the middle of the court. You can't How be talking about that? that world title matchup. That's usually the main event. 
No, that's right. Smack dab in the middle of the card between, uh, you're talking John Moxley. No, no, no. The, the, the best in the business, brother. I mean, everybody wants to see him. And we're talking Frankie Kazari. <laughs> Frankie Kazari kind of looked like Randy Orton. I was I was doing a triple take every once in a while because he, he looks like he got himself a new hair, right? And he got himself yep. a new tan. And he and he's yep. saying, "Look at me, I got some new muscles." And Frankie Kazarian said, "I'm I'm by myself. I'm getting a world title shot. Haven't even gotten a solo match in two and a half years." I I mean, yep. Hey, and he's it, wrestling slow as shit, and the commentators are putting him over <laughs> like he is a number one guy. What the hell was up with that? I will say, um, th- this match started off. So boring. I, I, you know, Tony, I was Sh- say. Tony Schiavone was was tooting it up, saying, "Oh, I really love me some Matt wrestling." Um, Tony, shut the fuck up. Okay, we right. we love AEW. Coffee, yeah, we we're watching AEW. Okay, we're not watching Matt wrestling. We're watching wrestling. We're watching really good wrestling. Okay, uh, it did yeah. pick up. I have to say, it did pick up. It did get better the second half. But you could cut. You could delete that first half. Uh, I, you know, delete it. John Moxley. I seen video of him. Yeah, delete, delete. I, I seen video of John Moxley looking like Darby Allen. John Moxley wrestling slower than molasses. John Moxley, yeah, uh, looked like he's taking a vacation. Frankie Kazarian. What? Who did he fight a couple weeks ago? Jude Law. I don't even know. I will say <laughs> this. I will say this, guys. This was a a seller's fucking paradise out here. John Moxley was selling moves. For Kazarian making him look like top guy. I mean, that DDT through the, or that Famouser through the uh, ropes. Yeah. I mean, he sold the hell out of that. I, 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 I mean, would say um, yeah. the flip over the top rope where Moxley flipped Kazarian over. It looked like he buckled his knee. I don't know if that was yeah. scripted or if that was real, but that looked like he oh, might have real. Like might have popped his he knee. It. Um, yeah, they cut the commercial immediately. They're like, oh yeah, commercial break. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that was a little interesting moment, moment right there. But uh, I, Alpha, what do you? I mean, all jokes aside, how did you like this matchup? At the end of the day, uh, I I did, I didn't. I have it right here that I'm not interested in watching John Moxley fight. Not like this. Not with the no crowd. Not with no storyline. Not with any point. I don't. I'm not interested in it. No. The match did not keep my interest. I was falling asleep, and the best part about it was when Jr. was giving away that Moxley was going to win this match, and he has to fight somebody at double or nothing. Yep. And it it uh, it was just horrible. Now I, I got to ask, um, because this is a true this is a, a true shoot show. I don't hate Moxley. I think Moxley's a good. You know, he 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 has his, his fan base. He does his thing. Um, I just don't see him as the big picture, right? Um, but but what would it take to make Moxley feel like the Jericho, like the superstar, like the number one? What would it take for you to feel that way about him? Purpose. Yeah, some storyline. I mean, he he's just coming out here and fighting Frankie Kazarian for no reason. You got Brody. I mean, okay, so I'm spoiling. Brody Lee comes in and kicks his ass, and they got a match next week or at Double or Nothing or whatever the hell it is. Brody Lee and about eight of his other friends whip his ass. Yeah. And everybody's yeah. ass they're in. Did you and notice? that was pretty funny when he was like, 
All you had to do was ask. And that was funny. <laughs> that's the shit I want to see. Yep. Yeah. Yep. This weird shit where it's just, okay, we're going to fight Frankie Kazarian, or we're just going to put John Moxley in a title match on Dark against uh, John Flanders. Now, I don't uh, like it. Now, do you think, do you think that they had to go and hire a bunch of people who were out of a job working at Applebee's? For the Dark Order, because they all came out. I don't know if you noticed. They used to come out with spandex shirt and pants, and now they come out with a uh, shirt and tie. They all have button ups. Oh, uh, they're, they're they're trying to look good, trying to look good for their boss. I think, I think they just concluded their cult meeting, and you know the boss was dressed up, and everybody was dressed <laughs> up except for Ten, who Jr. doesn't even know who he is still. Even though you know what's <laughs> funny, exciting apparently. I gotta tell you, and I think that's the deal with that. The guy that is 10, he literally just for the last two weeks, he's been on the side of the, the, the apron. He's the tall white boy, uh, little uh, marine haircut, a big jack dude. That's the guy. He's just been standing there the whole time. And as a matter of fact, they did a dark order when they did that whole promo, played the video about him signing. He was standing over there. He was just standing there while he was on the, the screen. So, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, some hits and misses here. The Dark Order, I mean, they even referred to Uno. Where's Uno? Get your ass over here, Uno. Uno says that John Moxley's not a bad guy. Reasonable. Who the fuck? When has Uno ever talked to John Moxley? <laughs> I, I am flabbergasted at the, at the commitment that AEW has to the Dark Order. Had this been any other promotion, the Dark <laughs> Order would have been scrapped by now. Completely mm -hmm. scrapped. Brody Lee is not dark, nor is he order. I mean, yeah. he's just neither. I mean, in my in my thing, I said, yeah, it's a great promo uh, for what it was, but Brody, needs, Brody Lee needs to shut the hell up and kick ass. To stop talking. Yeah. He needs he needs to be quiet and be a quiet leader. Not not he's not a mouthpiece. He's not. Now, seeing seeing Damascus come on in, guy's 3,000 yeah. years old, do you think they dropped the ball by not putting Damascus right there in the Dark Order? No. No, because he's way too over the top. Uh, you see, I don't know. The, 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 the thing about all this is, is this Covoid 21 screwed everything up. This all, we could have been talking about the Dark Order being the coolest damn thing right now. Well, this is what I heard. I heard uh, a couple of days ago on uh, Jericho's podcast that um, Brody Lee wasn't supposed to be the leader of the Dark Order. Oh, really? It was supposed to be Marty Scroll, But uh, Marty Scroll signed with Ring of Honor. So they had to do a uh, switcheroo. Let's, let's figure out this whole thing real quick. And, and yeah yeah so i think that that's where they're they're going yeah so. okay marty scrawl is a scruffy big dude and uh he probably would fit pretty good as the leader of the dark order um i, I feel like brody lee just come on in he just really really ripped at vince mcmahon you know what you're in the aew now settle down settle into your right. role enjoy it stop bringing it up. yeah get that shit and put it outside that door do you see Dusty Rhodes coming in all dressed halfway as gold dust, halfway as the natural? Do you see yeah, Cody do, Rhodes man. coming out and trying to trash his opponent? 
Just drop it. <laughs> Just drop it. <laughs> you know, a year ago, Cody Rhodes came out, and there was a throne they're going to they're gonna play, because this was a year ago. They had the throne, and it was supposed to be uh, him breaking free of the WWE. And he uh, yeah. he took a sledgehammer to that throne, and it was like the sledgehammer resembled his tr- his hatred for Triple H. And uh, so, yeah, they do. I mean, they, they got to break free. They are now, AEW has sailed past Ring it's of Honor. AEW yep. has sailed past TNA. AEW yeah. is literally rivaling WWE. Now, it's not rivaling WWE Raw or Nitro or whatever the fuck, SmackDown. Okay, but it is. Raw is coming down ratings every day, every week. It's just shittier than the last. AEW is climbing. Yeah. It's because they have the talent. It's because they have the storylines and the power. Yeah. Kazarian Moxley ain't going to keep that thing going up, okay? No. Dark Order, as it is right now, even Brody Lee, not going to keep that thing. But I do like what they did here. I do like that they said, we need to give Moxley something. And Moxley gets Brody Lee. I don't know who's going to win that. I don't know, because maybe it's time for Moxley to take a little backseat, rethink himself, retool him, repackage him as the guy who has needs a purpose. Exactly what you two are saying. Maybe taking the bell from him gives him that purpose. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a, he's not a good champion. He's a better uh, climber for the title than he is If a, the Dark Order gets the world championship belt as the third championship oh belt in AEW, I got <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sure putting the belt on Brody is a good idea because right now it's a dork order. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. While the incinerator, my eight-year-old son, was watching this episode, he was scared of Brody Lee. He was looking at me. He was going, Dad, how, how do you get in the dark order? I said, you go to dark, joindarkorder.com, brother. He said, what? <laughs> he said, can he make you join the dark order? I was like, wouldn't that be cool if he could just make anybody he wants join? And you know what? He was scared. I asked him, are you scared, brother? He said, yeah, I'm kind of scared of that guy. You know, that's what they need. That's how you cultivate the next generation of of wrestling fans. You make the scary guys be scary to these kids. Like Shake the Snake was. Oh, Shake the Snake was scary. Preach, Alpha, preach. At the end of this this match and the end of the the scruff we got with the, the, you know, Brody Lee beating up the world champion in the middle of the card. Um, we get ourselves a promo. Brandy. Brandy Rhodes sitting there. <laughs> Brandy kills it. Okay, Brandy comes on out and she says, she's talking to Jake the Snake and she says, my husband's the good guy, okay, but not me. Don't fuck with people you don't know. They bleeped it. She said that, okay? And she said, oh, I'm not Bill's Monica, but that was cute. She's referring to Jake. Jake's been talking about how Cody Rhodes has his Cleopatra because he's Caesar. Hail Caesar up on the, the pedestal. And she says, no, no, no. Don't fuck with people you don't know and you don't know me. She looked dead serious, didn't she? I'm telling you what. Brandy Rhodes found her character in this promo. That's her character. Stick with that. Double down on it. Triple down on it. That is the character we need to see from Brandy Rhodes. I want to see more of that. That's that's her. I mean, and, and, I was interested yeah. for the first time ever in Brandy Rhodes. Like, what? Oh, she getting for real. She bringing out the real in it. That's what I want. I want to see that. That 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 right there. That was the shit. That I. Mm, good shit. 
I agree with both of you. <laughs> I mean, Brandy, Brandy, but I will say this. She needs to not pick up that highlighter of a phone to end the, <laughs> to end the thing. She could have picked up a book Ricky, I was going to say the same thing. I just didn't want to ramble too much, but she picked up a pink and green phone after being all badass, and she's like, I will fucking kill you. And she's like, beep, beep, hello, kitty. Hi. <laughs> ah, Brandon, come on. Be a ruthless killer. You gotta be badass all the time. Brandy. She should have picked just... up one of those old giant cell phones and just turned around in her chair like, what the fuck is she doing? No, she's hard, yeah, though. She got real it. hard. So, so, that so I, want to, I want to talk about it. Let's talk about this uh, Applebee squash match. Yeah. And then, and then let's get into one of the best moments oh, of the entire you, evening. You said squash match. Uh, I don't think so. QT got a, got offense off of himself onto Lance Archer. Okay. Yeah. QT can flip. Who thought he could? Where the hell did that come from? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and he picking up Lance Archer like he wasn't shit. Wow, yeah. man. That had I mean, that got a bit that got a minor pop out of the old big pink machine yeah. when when uh, Lance Archer went to jump on the Applebee's guy he picked he cut, he did a Lance Archer on his ass and caught him in midair. He did. <laughs> Lance <laughs> Archer got out of it, but then he hit him with the old uh, in, vertical in, suplex. Yeah, he got him in yeah. Segari, got him with that suplex. Um, but then Lance Archer just said, "Ah ah ah ah." I'm not nope. having that. Yeah, uh, now, you know now Jr. JR tipped his hat a little bit to this. Um, that he said that he's taking on more of a front office job moving forward. Was this QT Marshall's last match? God, I hope so. Well, I mean, I it looks like I hope they break up the nightmare uh training army or whatever they're calling themselves. And yeah. The natural nightmares get it right or pay the price. You know, um, <laughs> Obviously, they're playing an angle saying Dustin is done. Uh, the, the, the whole, okay, we called it. I'm going to say I called it. I have it in my notes. I said that should be his new finishing maneuver. The head pound. Yeah. And it was. He did it they again. Did it you, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, I'm calling it the murder claw. That's yeah. the murder claw right there. I like that, the murder claw. So, he did it again to QT Marshall. I think that's going to be the, when he does that to people, they're going to be out for a bit. I think QT Marshall yeah. and Dustin Rhodes are going to be out for a bit. We might see Dustin come on out. Maybe Dustin's the reason and QT's the reason that does, that uh, Cody wins the title. I don't know. Honestly, this was a good match for Lance Archer. It's, I, I don't like the idea that they are untouchable because this is wrestling. When you put them in the ring against someone like Marco Stunt, it ain't, it ain't good for the character long term. It's fun to watch. It's great for highlights. But, you know, QT Marshall, guy's uh, obviously a trainer or something, doing, uh, you know, finance work or something. Uh, definitely deserves to get some, some, some offense off of the strongest and most badass man ever to step into the ring in AEW. What do you think in AEW? This is bullshit. Archer shouldn't have been touched. Not by QT. Not by Dustin. No, not by QT. Nobody could touch that man. He is the murder monster hawk. I agree. And and Jake the Snake, I, I was wondering what his role was going to be moving forward after he <laughs> uh, built him up. But, man, yeah. He come I like out where there, his, his character's going. He come out there with that mask on. 
looking like yeah. he was about to sell crack cocaine to whoever came closest. <laughs> he just looks straight <laughs> out of a, a skit on Saturday Night Live. He yeah. looks like an inmate. I mean, I he mean, just looks like a prison inmate, no matter how much you dress him up. That's, Ricky, that's I don't think he's like. acting too far from the, you know, I don't <laughs> think he has to go too far. <laughs> he seems to be right at home right now. But he's killing it. I love yeah. me some Jake the Snake. And uh, did we say Snake? We did say Snake. Yeah, we got it. Now, see, the only part, I, like you guys said, Brandy had that awesome promo. You don't mess with me. I'm a badass bitch, and I will slap you, Jake the Snake. And then Britt Baker comes in, hits her with one DDT. That was a heavy DDT. Jake, Jake the Snake's finishing moves, knocks her out clean, cold. Now, I'll tell you what, Britt Baker hits you with the DDT, and you get knocked out cold. What do you think's going to happen when Jake the Snake <laughs> Roberts hits you with the DNT? DNT. We're, we're upping it now. It's like TNT now. They hit you with the the DDT. You, you're yeah. dead. Yeah. So he's going to mess with you. You know, but I thought it was pretty badass. They roll her in the ring. And I called it five weeks ago when, they, when Jake the Snake came out. He's bringing out Damien. You guys said, no, you can't do that anymore. I said, he's going to do it. <laughs> he's bringing that snake back into that ring. And Peter can kiss his candy ass. <laughs> that was the creepiest shit I've ever seen in my life. Now he used to yeah, come out with a could. sack. He didn't even do that. He just went running. Well, he had like a towel in his hand. I was like, wait, I've seen this spoiler on Twitter because those sons of bitches spoil this shit on Twitter the moment it happens, probably five minutes before. Yeah. Now that was a big snake, but he came walking out with like a towel. I was like, how in the hell is that snake in there? Yeah. But. It wasn't just the snake that was creepy. It was the fact that he straddled Brandy like he was about to rape her. Yes. And then, like, did, like, a push-up over top of her. Yeah, that was the creepy part. He, that he was disgusting. For those of you who are, are trying to understand what the hell's going on, Jake the Snake is a legend from 1990, 1991, 1992, 1993, yeah. 1994. Jake the Snake used to come on out, and he had a snake. He called him Damien, and he would toss that snake into the ring, and the likes of Yokozuna and the Earthquake would run wild like Hulk Hogan out of the ring. Okay? He could clear the Royal Rumble. He did it one time, just toss that snake in, and everyone jump on out. He hasn't right. used that snake in so damn long. He used to, that one died. He'd come up with another one called Lucifer. Okay. <laughs> Jim Ross tried to say that this was the same fucking snake. <laughs> he tried to say it. And Tony Schiavone, I, th I think it was that order, called his bluff right the fuck away. He said, nope, that's a different snake. I thought that was probably the, one of the funniest parts. 30 years ago. He has used that same snake many times before. Nope, that's a different snake. Straight up. Just straight up. But uh, oh he God. come on out with that snake while Brandy Rhodes laying in the center of the ring. And uh, Lance Archer standing behind him. He takes that snake like it's his dick. And he's just playing with it over top of Brandy Rhodes. No lie. I mean, this is what he did. And he's standing over her. And he's just like, la, 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 la. And he puts it down on her breast, right, oh, right between God. her breasts. I mean, he really did this. Okay, this is not a joke. He, it is a joke. It is a joke, but it's a true joke. Okay, he puts it right, right here, right across her breast. And this snake is good. In all my days, I don't recall him ever doing this to a lady. 
I mean, maybe he did, but no. I, I just don't ever recall. I don't remember it either. And the thing's slithering nope. up, and it's all around her head, and he's just playing with that snake, and you know. But that he, was not good enough, was it? No, it wasn't good enough. He used to talk, he'd talk shoot about how he'd get that snake active, because snakes are docile creatures when they're, you know, unless they're hungry. He'd smack them in the fucking head before they come on out. For real. That's why oh, yeah. I said he can't do yeah. this. This snake was active. He smacked that fucking snake in the head. That snake was hungry, too. <laughs> I thought it was going to bite her underarm. It was right there. He grabbed that snake, picked yeah. it up, and he turned it around. Face it the other direction. That snake slithered right down into her taint. And it just started crawling <laughs> up in between her legs. And, and Jake the snake goes over oh, to Lance Archer. He, she's just laying there, and you know she was freaking out. And you know it. And he goes over to Lance Archer, and Lance Archer's trying to act all menacing. And this is after he does his, his rape push-up. And he's, like, laughing. I mean, Jake the Snake was maniacally laughing in his head. And he says to Lance Archer, who's the murder hawk monster, he says, look at where that snake is going. You can tell. I mean, you can't hear it, right? He just, you can tell. And he points, and, and Lance Archer was so uncomfortable in real life that he just hightailed it out of there. Just like, yep, I see it. Like, I, I ain't your friend in real life here, Mr. Snake. Oh. I, I, you know, I, I like that girl down there for real. You shouldn't try to rape her in front of everybody. You know, we're friends. Her husband hired me for this position. <laughs> he didn't seem comfortable with that snake going in her tank at all. But that snake was going there. And Jake had to point it out. I mean, he was fucking, he even got down. He was like, look at that thing. Look at where it's going. He was too happy. Mm. He was too happy to see that. This was the best it Jake the Snake we've seen this was the best perfect yeah. moment for this duo. This puts them over the top. And this, to me, yeah. says that Lance Archer will be the champion of the TNT. This is the peak. This is peak Jake the Snake back to Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Because, I, honestly, yeah. I sat there and thought, is he going to have this thing by her? I thought it was yeah. a possibility, yeah. for real. When yep. he put it near her face, I thought that snake oh. was going to bite her face. It was I really did. Now, did you catch the one of the best parts of the whole thing was afterwards he picks up that snake and he's just laughing in that ring in the crowd. The bad guy side, yeah, like not the it. good guy side. He's looking at the bad guy side and he goes like that, like he's going to chuck that snake into the crowd. They all went, ah, every one of them screamed. No, they, they flopped bad and good. That was good guy. Oh, that was the good guy. Okay, okay. They popped the bad and good guy side for this week for whatever reason. Man, he almost I, chucked I, I, that. They screamed. He acted like uh, he was going to throw it. That got a big pop out of me, brother. Oh, hey, man, I got to derail for one second. Who the fuck was that guy during the Joey Janela match? When? Who the Oh, fuck? The, I have that. Uh, his name is Leroy. <laughs> oh, Nasty Leroy. What the fuck? Who the, the fuck? Was what was that? Us know him. I know Joey keeps having him on his old Twitter, uh, live Twitter things, but I have no idea who that boy is. Mm. He's leading a Janela zone. Yeah. <laughs> According to JR. I what just had to, hell, I had to bring that up. So, all right, we got a lot to get to. We still got a main event to talk about. I, I want to talk about the snake one more time, though. Please. Because, because yes. I think this is a big, a big, uh, yeah. I don't know, a theme of this, a theme of this evening was they're cultivating the next generation of wrestling fans. Everything they're doing is is just grabbing these kids' attention and bringing it in. Because when I seen that spoiler, you know, it pisses me off. They go to Twitter five minutes before the match even happens, spoil the whole What's, damn thing. What is Twitter? 
don't even uh, you wouldn't understand, oh, yeah. bro. You wouldn't understand. If it ain't phone calling, you don't understand. But anyways, I seen they had the snake gimmick coming back out with Jake the Snake. So I, I pulled up my YouTube. I showed the incinerator, uh, Jake the Snake. I was like, this is Jake the Snake, brother. This is the bad guy from when I was your age. I showed him biting uh, Macho Man Randy Savage with Damie. And then... And then I push Paul, I push play on the TV. the The whole snake gimmick worked its way out. The snakes all over Brandy's face. He's like smacking her in the face with it. And then uh, my son is just sitting there, like, was he scared? <laughs> was he more scared of this than 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 Brody Lee? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was the best thing ever. I had my, I had the Crusher watching too. He's five. He's the same thing. They are so freaked out about this snake. And then my son, my oldest son, was so disappointed he didn't bite her. He was so upset that that girl did not get bit by that snake. You tell that incinerator. I said, congratulations. You just graduated into heel school. <laughs> so, yeah, oh. that was a perfect moment. That 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 was a perfect idea perfect story writing or whatever it is for for this show i agree <laughs> i just want to say that um i really look forward to this matchup between cody rhodes and lance archer i think that this is going to be a hell of a matchup they you know in just a short period of time they have escalated this up into something that we are all really waiting for i tell you what i tell you what we didn't know what lance archer was going to be doing and then out of nowhere, Lance Archer comes along, gets into this tournament, and starts wrecking people left and right. I am ready to see me some Lance Archer wrecking Cody Rhodes. And I'm ready to see Cody Rhodes let his own wife take that finishing maneuver. Because that's what I think is going to happen. He's going to let it happen. We have seen time and time again Cody Rhodes just start to turn heel a little bit. He didn't. Where was he? Where the hell was he? Now, Brandon did say, I know what you're going to try to do. You're going to try to lure out my husband and beat him. Well... You, you you let your your wife lay there while a snake tried to crawl up your crack. You tell he me he was in the shower. Yeah, that's why, that's why I didn't see. They said he was in the shower. You know, if oh, Sammy no, if no. Sammy Guevara can run from the football stadium over there to over here in like eighteen seconds, Cody Rhodes could have made it. He didn't. Okay, <laughs> he didn't. He didn't. Now, make it. now. here's some story writing for you right here that they'll probably steal. Con, feel free. God. They're going to do a nail gimmick or something for this next one. He's going to do that face crab and slam Cody's head onto a nail. Cody's going to die. He's never going to show up back on that show again. He's going to he's gonna be a behind-the-scenes guy from now on. If he does that to QT Marshall, I'll say, Alpha, you're right. But you I don't think he's doing it to Cody? No, not Cody. Cody has too much of an ego. He's got to really? be on both sides. You're probably I, right. I don't know who's going to win but this I would, match. I would, I would love that. I would, I'd be the new face of the company. Hey, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, that would work. They just gloss over Jimmy T. <laughs> <laughs> You're the big toe of the company, brother. Yeah, the big toe so, going straight up your asshole. All right, here we go. He's got to call out Virgil real quick for the belt, oh, everybody. Oh, Jesus. Soul Train Jones. <laughs> I'm going to tell you one more time. I will job this belt to you. All you got to do is ask. But if you make me come to you, I will beat your ass with this belt. I will whip you like you are Cody Rhodes. And then I will stand supreme over the top of your 92-year-old body. And I will say, I am 
the Virgil World Virgil Virgil Championship champion of the world, Virgil. <laughs> and you will rest in Taco Bell. <laughs> I, ain't, I ain't let you. Where's he go? Where's he? he always goes to the place with the Olive Garden. I won't let you ever go to Olive Garden again. If you don't come and get this belt from me, you will never eat a breadstick again in your life. <laughs> did anybody say street fight? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did did anybody see Taz looking yeah. for a managerial position? That was good. I mean, he's proven a little bit. Poor Darby Allen. <laughs> he basically looked at him and goes, Haha, you pinned yourself, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you botched the ending. Everybody talked about it. You suck. You could use my health. What do you think? Crap, baby. And Darby Allen cried like a baby. And then he walked away. I think Taz in real life, I mean, I'm, I met that man. If Taz in real life had to deal with Darby Allen, I think he would punch him in his face for real. I think he would stiffen that man up. I think he would say that gimmick needs to go. I mean, he, Taz did not like Raven in real life. Okay. Raven oh, did the same. No. This guy's Raven. That's that's Darby Allen needs Raven as a manager because they both go cry in the corner. <laughs> Maybe he could sit on Raven's lap. And oh actually, re God. actually reach the second rope. Yeah. Get Raven happy. Maybe he'll reach the third. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! That, that was a good promo. That was a pretty good spot, right? What there. about that me? Was. What about Raven? <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. So now we got the main event. Now, what did y'all think about this match? Mm. I mean, I have a couple thoughts. I just got done watching it before we went live, and I wow, man! I I, I couldn't. It pop, I popped for this match so much. It, yeah, it, it was crazy. It was crazy. So, well, go ahead. What would you say? What would you say was was your biggest pop of the night of when, that match? Of that match, um, yeah. it. I guess the biggest part was when Sammy Guevara got ran over by the yeah. golf cart. That yeah. that was that was the biggest part. But overall, uh Matt Hardy's <laughs> complete commitment to both yeah. characters and over the top with both of them, that that personified oh! wrestling. Not wrestling, yes. but wrestling. I mean they, that it was perfect. Uh, you do you don't get too many perfect uh, characters, but when you pull it off twice in one night with two different characters by one man, hats off to him. I'm gonna hats say, off to man. I don't know if you noticed this, uh, Ricky. Three characters. Did either of you notice he three. had three? Yeah, he I did. He came out wearing came some. Came out. He had a vest on. Black leather outfit, like he's in the Dark Order. Yep. Yeah, and then he goes out he back. He comes on back as. The hearted boy. He gets shoved into a freezer after getting cracked in the face with a bag of ice. Bag of ice. That bag of ice, I know for a fact that that hurt. Because Fuck yeah, that hurt. I have had that happen to me. And that does not feel good. <laughs> we thought, oh, just crack the bag of ice over my head and I'll just keep on going like it's like a cinder block. Legit. <laughs> It, it depends just, on if you got it softened up or not. I mean, even if it's softened up, that thing's like shards of glass inside of us in the block. I guarantee <laughs> that that hurt like a motherfucker. He probably was just didn't even think 
didn't even think about it. That was probably his worst mo- like thing that he took the whole night. I, today he's probably going, Jesus Christ, that was stupid. But he, he climbs in. Now, I don't know if you guys caught this because I, I saw this coming a mile away when he got put into that ice bin. There was only one yeah. bag of ice in there, and I said, oh, he's going in it, and he's changing. But uh, they cut the camera, and Hardy thought he could get out, and he started to open up the thing, and he tried to get out, and they were like, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> and then they go down a little bit, they're fighting out the back, and they they, they turn around, and they're, they're Jake Hager and everyone are fighting, and then out the back you could see Matt Hardy climb on out. <laughs> I, I, that. Oh, I was looking because I like to cheat. Can- did you catch Jericho's face when he hit him with the ice? Mm. No, what'd he do? Oh, my God. You, you got to go back and watch it. When uh, he hit him with the ice, he was like, oh, shit, that yeah. really hurt. Oh. Yeah. Jer- oh. Jericho, at the end of this whole thing, this whole ordeal, the look on Jericho's face above everybody else was keep smiling to the cameras off. <laughs> because Jericho, of all oh, people, yeah. he looked like he was legit in serious pain i think he might be injured for you know if you don't wrestle next week which he's dubbed to do uh i think he got injured um at the very least he's hurting he was bleeding somewhere i think uh, i don't know what it was that caused him to bleed but uh he was bleeding from spots onto the the, yeah it was really hurt him on that on that uh guardrail yeah he that scared the hell out of me i thought they were gonna kill each other on that one i mean they were what two inches from a steel pipe going through their body. I oh, mean, yeah. oh yeah, I thought I thought Omega was gonna go right onto that leg, that foot. Me too. Uh-huh. But but when he landed, Jericho his like underneath his shoulder blade, he landed right on the rim. Oh that that yeah, yeah. great. Where you connect them together. Yeah, and you yeah. know the way he reacted was not like ooh I gotta sell that move. It was like oh fuck. <laughs> Hold it together. <laughs> um, th- th- this was a street fight, and I knew it was going to be a real street fight when they all came out in jeans. I was like, "Oh shit, something's up. It's going to be good." And and I knew it was going to be good as soon as he walked out. Fucking Matt Hardy starts biting Sammy Guevara. Oh man, big pop from that one. That was a perfect. That was perfect. That was oh good. my god, and, it was. Uh, Wow, man. Now, just wow. That, that was a but you also event got, I've seen yet. You also got Jericho on his way out at the beginning of all this, walks up to Pineapple Pete, gets right in his face. Oh, that's who they're that's who's fighting next week. Yep, and then Jake Hager stared down Pineapple Pete like he was gonna kill him. And they called him Pineapple Pete. And then Tony Khan gets on the phone and tells him next week, Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete. Not whatever his name is supposed to be, fucking Pineapple Pete, <laughs> getting a shot against him Chris Jericho. Pete take a shot at his creator. What the fuck? That that was some cold-hearted shit. Uh, Pineapple Pete took a swing at Chris Jericho, his creator. That that is some downright dirty shit. I will put it on. The, better be. I'm gonna tell you right now. God, that. If this is just a standard squash match with uh, Jericho versus, um, you know, growing talent just to make Jericho look good, uh, then, you know, it is what it is. But we could be looking at the start of a real superstar here with Pineapple Pete because Jericho makes people happen. And if Jericho puts on a good show with Pineapple Pete and Pineapple Pete sticks to the name Pineapple Pete, and we could be seeing in a year from now Pineapple Pete 
literally being one of those top selling brands for real. And I'm not even joking around. Pineapple Pete is over. The fans, if there was a crowd, they would be chanting yeah. pineapple, pineapple. Yeah. And pineapple tastes so much better than apples. <laughs> we don't need, no, no one's going to be chanting apple, apple. Oh, Fuck dude, you, imagine if they did an apple pineapple match. Oh, my God. That'd, be, That'd be a good move. What was that song? Pineapple, apple pen? Yeah, brother. JG's or what's up? Glad to see you. You know, you're welcome, Con. You're welcome, yep. you son of a bitch. Now, okay, so a couple things I want to point out here real quick. Matt Hardy yeah. delivered a ridiculous razor's edge to Sammy Oh, Gavari. my God, yes. yes. Just right out the gate. Razor's edge, high sky, bam. And then next thing you know, he's out. Kenny Omega, two-on-one, puts on one hell of a show. Kenny Omega is one hell of a wrestler. He's starting to get yes. that bite. He's starting to get that fire. We've been asking for this from Kenny Omega. They were even talking about it. JR, Tony Schiavone, the guy with the mask, all three of them talking about how Kenny Omega, everyone's been hoping to have, what do they call him, the, the crusher or something, whatever his nickname is supposed to be. Um, that's it. That's it. They, they need this. They need Kenny Omega being angry. They need Kenny Omega being healed. Kenny Omega is one of the most versatile wrestlers I've ever seen in my life from from the 80s until now. Kenny Omega is by far one of the most versatile people. He can put him with anybody, match him up with anybody. He makes that person look good. He makes the tag team look good and relevant all in one shot. Kenny Omega is damn good. I mean, damn good. And I mean, he's still the tag team champions. I mean, you that that. That, that in itself, I mean, I mean, we haven't seen Hangman Page in a while, but man, Kenny Omega has just been killing it without him, killing it. Cats Maybe Hangman got the COVID. I mean, he was sitting there drinking everyone's beer. Maybe he really did get the COVID. <laughs> I hope not. I hope not. But yeah, man, did you guys? Did you guys see it's uh speaking of Santana Ortiz, Santana Ortiz versus uh, Omega and Hardy again next week. Really? Mm -hmm. Yep. Nice. Nice. So they they come into the picture here, right? They come into this picture because this back and forth just goes into the back of this this stadium. They fight back and forth. Everyone's doing crazy maneuvers, but then you get yourself Damascus coming on back, and you can't even start this this contraption he's got himself in front of. He doesn't even know what it is. Hilarious moment. He's trying to start that that golf cart, and he says, <laughs> "Document this moment." <laughs> <laughs> so committed to that character. Yeah. He was so Not nervous. He was so nervous. <laughs> but a um, couple of good. No, I think I think that was on purpose. I think the uh, the golf cart mishap was on purpose. Yeah. Really? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's over he, 3,000 years old, brother. That's true. Committed to that character 100%. Ran over Jericho, pulled a Chicano U-turn, come all the way back to clip Sammy Guevara. And Sammy oh, Guevara, yeah. he took that bump like a champion. Like, it when, when wrestling doesn't pan out for Guevara, he's got a stuntman job in the movies. Good Lord, did he take that uh, bump. Uh, 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 uh. Wrestling's panning out, but Sammy Guevara, that man is a Greek god. I thought he was Spanish. 
It's all the same. Come on. <laughs> the gods of God. Now, listen. Spain. Mm -hmm. Greece. Now, once you get Damascus back, now you got this back and forth. But let me ask you this. When Kenny Omega gets on this scissor lift and goes himself up 25 feet in the air and does a moonsault, did your heart, skip, did your heart skip a beat? Oh, yeah. Mm. It, it, yeah, especially when he landed right on top of Matt Hart. Yeah. I'll tell you, the, the, Kenny Omega is the kind of guy who, who you know, we, we joked around earlier with this fuck that shit. But there's a guy who does some crazy shit on the Internet, and he says, fuck that shit. And he jumps on stuff like Nintendo cartridges and Matchbox cars and Legos. Yeah. Uh, it's a stupid thing. It's a YouTube video. But Joey Janela was on it, and Joey Janela joined in on some fuck that shit. I think that's what goes through Kenny Omega's mind whenever he does these crazy moves. <laughs> he does some crazy maneuvers every once in a while. And when he does, he just does it. You see all these other people coming on out, and, and we talked about it earlier with, uh, you know, you got Cody Rhodes up there with Joey Janela on the top rope, and they're both wobbling back and forth. Every time you see Private Party get on the corner or anybody, they, 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 they hesitate. Kenny Omega yeah. is just, the only reason he's hesitating is because his guys aren't in position yet, and he just climbs on up like a fucking jungle gym, backflip off. I, I swear to God, I thought he was going to break his neck. He just does it. He just when commits. He, mm. he landed on his ribs yes. on top of Jake Hager and Matt Hardy's neck. I mean, that's three injuries in one move. Yeah. I mean, you've seen him. He was trying not to to sell it as much as he should have, but them he ribs were hurt. Yeah, this, this was he a was tough hurt. one. This was a tough Now, I really wish we had seen the best friends going against uh, whoever the hell they're supposed to go against for their backyard brawl. But this one, this one came through, and I was excited and happy to see that we finally got a, a true, a true street fight. Yes. Inner Circle comes now, in, they get the win, um, the power bomb through the table. You got Omega, power bomb, on top of the golf cart. Uh, Judas yeah, effect. That, hurt. that looked like it hurt. Yeah, it did. It did. At this point, you see all the blood coming out everywhere. Jake Hager had blood all over him, um, and then yeah. Judas effect. Which, spoiler alert. Uh, Joey Janela used the Judas effect too. I forgot to mention that, but uh, he looked like shit using that effect. He needed he needed to take that out the repertoire. So that was slow as shit. <laughs> Judas effect, pin one two three on Omega, and we got ourselves a victory. The sex yeah. gods, and then you get them on the big screen in the background of the, the the football stadium. It says inner circle, and you got all three of them or all five of them, whatever, doing this to the camera. Did you catch it at the end? Chris Jericho oh, yeah. smacked Jake Hager's hand. Get that shit down. He wanted the camera on him. <laughs> Jake Hager's a loser, brother. Yes. Yeah. He he ain't even got a house to go to no more. I feel like they haven't done that angle because we called it. Guys, go ahead with it. <laughs> go ahead with it. We got They're we got the crowd. Yeah, we, we we don't have enough people watching for you to skip the journey. Okay, take the journey. Jake Hager right. needs to be out of the inner circle before the pay-per-view. Well, you guys pay -view... think they're still going to come back to that, uh, that uh, what do they call it, war zone? Or... Yes. The, oh, yeah, the five-on-five. Five, I think they're going to do that. Yeah. They're going to come right back to that when they're allowed to have a crowd? I think they oh, will. Oh, that would be great. I mean, they, they have to. Unless they, unless they break up the teams and, and all that. But um, I see that happening still. I do. Yeah. Yeah, that that was a that was a well uh, look forward to match. They need to at least do it on some some type of level. Yeah, yeah. So before uh, before 
before we move on, I, I just got to say, I just realized that the whole, um, the last three shows that we watched on TNT or TNT Dynamite, they were pre-recorded, but they were recorded within two days. <laughs> so all that, all that, all that crap that we we've been going over for the last three episodes of Bath and Bath, I mean, those wrestlers have wrestled for for twelve hours straight. So best friends, Orange Cassidy. Mm. With the street fight, they wrestled the most out of everybody. Yes, they did. I just got to say, if they're watching, good God. Thank God for you guys. You guys are fucking awesome. Hats off Hell to yeah. you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, and, and, they, and all the jobbers. Just, all the jobbers putting in the work. Justin Law getting they, his ass kicked on his baby chest every single day. <laughs> you damn right. Good Lord. Them guys, them guys that, really put on. That means, Marco Stu- that means Marco Stunt took all those fucking moves in two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What the hell? I mean, when I heard that, I was like, wow, I was two days worth of show. Tony Khan, Man, you should you should be a, you should be arrested for attempted murder. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, Tony. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did. Do it again. Bring me some more Marco hey. stunt. Have him go against Luchasaurus next. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> and on top of that, those those shows were thought up of the whole line, the whole matchups, every booking was thought up within 10 minutes. 10 minutes, Tony Khan did it all himself. Really? 10 minutes on the fly. See you later. Yep. Let's go right out of show. Boom. Done. Right out another one. Boom. All in 10 minutes. Hmm. Tony Khan's the fucking man. Tony Khan is the man. And Tony Khan, we have a couple of spots we want to talk about. First one coming up. Ricky, what yes. was your high spot of the week? High spot of the week. Holy crap. There was a lot. There was a lot. And you two are probably going sh- gonna to pick pick some nice ones. So I'm going to go a little obscure, a little out there. I'm going to have to say that it was in the Lance Archer match with QT Marshall when he picked his big ass up and choke slammed him release style over his head across the ring. That was my high spot. I mean, good God, what strength to pick up a 275-pound man and chuck him across the ring. 6'8 quarterback or not, good Lord, Lance Archer's a fucking monster. Hell yeah. That's a good one. Alpha, what do you think? Not bad. Not bad, brother. Yeah, my high spot of the week. I think think it's because it brought back the nostalgic feels, and I'm talking about Matt Hardy climbing up that ladder. Raising his two fingers up in the air like he always does or whatever. Oh. Yelling, ho! And then doing that flying crossbody through the table onto Sammy Guevara. I mean, it just brought me straight back to 2000. Yes. Well, You and JR both. I'm going to bring you to 2020 when Kenny Omega goes up on the scissor lift and does himself a nice crystal clean moonsault. Giving three people an injury and everyone walking away like they didn't have one. That's the high spot of the week. <laughs> Kenny Omega. Right. The man, the myth, the legend. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All great ones. All great high spots, gentlemen. Yeah, my promo of the week is going to be old uh, MJF stealing the show again. I mean, we're getting back to the MJF that we expect. 
you know, not this, not this, oh, cut my finger off. Come on. What we, what we want is MJF saying, I'm the best. I'm better than Flair. And I'm half his age when he was the best. So I'm the future, the present, the past, and the future again. And that's what we come to expect from MJF. And, and he's doing a damn good job at, uh, at capturing my attention. Hell yeah. Jimmy T. Jimmy T is going to talk about his promo of the week, and you can't go any further than Brandy Rhodes. Or Brandy killed it this week. Brandy, she spoke directly too. Now, if we're going to talk about the whole show, we can, you know, Brandy kind of nullified her awesome promo by getting her ass kicked in the ring and having a sneak crawl up her ass. But the thing is, she <laughs> delivered the promo first, and that's why she's my pick. Promo of the week. That's right. I have to agree with you uh, 100%, GBT. I mean, this one really got me off my seat. I popped for it because finally we see Brandy Rhodes' character come to life. She has found herself. She needs to double down on this character. I want to see a badass Brandy Rhodes from here on out. I mean, no damsel in distress. Just show me that first lady. Give me give me some, some fire in there. That's what I'm wanting. What we need is for her to start a stable. She needs to get creepy. She needs to have some really creepy pe people <laughs> around her. Nightmare style. <laughs> yeah, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> Jimmy T started off. All right, well, uh, the war path is the storyline of the week, and we're talking about the murder hawk himself. He really has committed to this storyline of hating and wanting to destroy Cody Rhodes. And he is doing it methodologically, whatever the word is. He has taken out his brother. He has taken out his wife. And next, well, he took out QT Marshall too. But he's also going to take out <laughs> Cody Rhodes on his way to the TNT Championship. That storyline is the number one storyline that's going on right now. That's my opinion. I'm sticking to the facts, and those facts are Lance Archer. <laughs> now, do you think I'm, – I'm just going to follow up on yours. Do you think – because you guys don't think they're going to do my nail gimmick that I think is a brilliant gimmick, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe they'll save it for a couple more weeks. But do you think they're going to sick Damien on to Cody? Yes. I, I bet Cody's asking, asking for it. I, He's I, like, do it, do it, do it right on my dick. Yeah, put it on my dick. <laughs> no, but put it right on my inner thigh about a, six six inches away from my dick. Just, you know, I'm over wearing some, some tighty whitey type uh, underpants. Just um, pull on down my pants. I'm going to be wearing that thong I was wearing tonight. What you can do is uh, gently caress the inside of my thigh and then slap that snake on there. Slap it on. Give it a go. I, I hope they go back to the snake bite. I think they would because right. I think that no matter what Peter says, um, that would make Sports Center, that would make the news, that would make TMZ, and they would play over and over again. They would talk about that whole incident with Jake the Snake and Macho Man. And uh, Macho Man ain't here, unfortunately, to talk about that incident. But if you really want to make Jake the Snake as evil as you think he is and as, as crazy, we know what he's been through. That's the only way to go. As a matter of fact, yeah. two snakes. The one on each armpit. If he, st if he fucking bites his armpit, not, as, not, as, not the meat. I'm talking about in the armpit. 
<laughs> That's the cell, Tony. That's the cell. Inside, I think they need to go right in the butt. The butt's too easy. I take a snake bite on the butt for a thousand dollars. I'm talking about the armpit. If you got bit by a snake in the armpit, that would suck worse than just about anywhere else. The face. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you get bit in the face. Yeah, that's, that's. I'd probably rather take a snake bite right here than on my <laughs> armpit. Everybody out there watching at home, <laughs> while, we, while we go over our uh, storylines, what do you think is the best place? I, I mean, by the best, I mean the absolute worst. The worst place to get a snake bite. <laughs> yeah. The dick. And Lee. <laughs> All right, now we can continue. All right. Alpha, All right, so... what's your storyline? All right, my storyline of the week. We've gotten away from it. We've gotten away from the elite and the inner circle going back and forth and actually kicking each other's asses, and we got right back to it today, and we see it's going to continue again next week. And now that people are allowed to start going to these stadiums, it's just going to keep ramping up and ramping up. So I can't wait till they start building up this elite versus the inner circle once again, brothers. Yeah, Ricky. Hell yeah. And again, I'm going to go a little – off color way way off and i'm gonna say my storyline has to be because you two took the two best ones um has to be the commentators trying to oversell everything to keep their damn job because jericho did such a good job <laughs> that's a good point i mean that's a good, good point. lord were they trying to sell themselves now i'm gonna tell you you both something real quick okay that stadium is about 20 minutes from my house. You might see Jimmy T. I will go. I will be at an AEW minimized crowd, and I will be front and center, and I will be on the screen as long as I can be on that screen, and I will go talk to Tony Schiavone, and I will tell him you said that. <laughs> Yo, Rick, you think if he gets on there, he'll start talking to I about Ibar? I would say within 10 seconds. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now, for real. When uh, when I did go to the AEW show, I've only been to one. Um, it had the electricity. Uh, I, I really, at the time, I had not done much research on AEW. I just knew who was in it. I hadn't watched any of the being the elites or anything. So a lot of the people in the crowd knew a lot more than me. So I got to see the likes of some of these superstars we see today. This is before Moxley signed. This is, you know, this is right there at the beginning. And, um... The crowd was so into it. The crowd was so powerful. But when that man came out, Stu Grayson, I said, what does that guy think? He's the Viking Raiders? And the crowd around me was like, <laughs> ha, ha, ha. And I said, Viking Raiders. And we got that chant. <laughs> we got that chant going. And I didn't shut the fuck up at all. And it was not that loud during that match because, you know, the, the Dark Order is not that exciting. And I kept saying, <laughs> you look like Eric from the Viking Raiders. You can, you can hear that on the, on the TV program. And he heard it. Oh, my God. Uh, and then that's when Jericho came out dressed as one of the one of the guys uh, from the, the, the Dark Order. Jericho was in the Dark Order for a day. <laughs> for a day. For a day. Good shit. Yep. Good shit. Hmm. All right. What we got next? Oh, one of my favorites. I just there want to, was a I good number of them. I just want to stop and say Double H has the sexiest voice I've ever seen. Um, 
<laughs> I love these these things. But we got to give a shout out to Johnny Mac. Uh, really appreciate all the work he has done putting stuff together for us in our shows. Yeah. And uh, it's just a treat. And every time we hear this stuff, I, I just sit back and I, I just I'm in awe because we have such great production work. Uh, the people who put this stuff together, this stadium back here is just a, it's, it's amazing. And uh, the, the, whoever does it should have a million dollars. Easily, yeah. Bump of the they week. even fixed my freeze ups. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, Ricky. You're not frozen anymore. I don't like you anymore. I like it when you're frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha, what are you thinking bumping? Who's getting bumped? You know, I mean, it was easily Sammy Guevara getting hit by that golf cart. I know it was only going about 12, 13 miles an hour, but he took it straight to his face. It flipped him around. He was rolling on the ground. It don't matter. That shit hurts. And that was a damn bump, brother. And it was awesome to watch. You all right, Ricky. What about you? What, what do you think was the bump? Oh, my bump of the week has to be most of the bumps that Sammy Guevara took. I mean, the one we got on the golf cart, we got on the in the steel the steel door, the table, the the golf cart getting hit. I mean, man, Sammy Guevara just got his ass whooped tonight. I mean. Sammy Guevara made that match. Made that match. Good lord. Sammy Guevara was one hell of a one hell of a show tonight. But uh, I really do think the bump of the week. Man, this beer's going down smooth and bubbly, just like Le Bubbly. You can buy yourself some bubbly if you go to lebubbly.com. <laughs> I think that's what it is. But uh, the bubbly master <laughs> does that suplex onto that guardrail. That's the bump of the week because that thing Ooh. hurt like a bitch. And I know, I know today they're probably saying. That's the one thing we probably shouldn't have done. It was too dangerous. It was too risky. And then Matt Hardy is like, um, the ice <laughs> probably. No, that looked good. <laughs> He's like, no. The lacerations on my eyeballs because of my ice. But the uh, bump of the week is that suplex. That's what I think. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm going to just jump right in here, and I'm going to say match of the week is this street fight. You know, there's a bunch of good matches on this card. Uh, I actually really like the Joy Janela-Cody Rhodes match myself uh, as well. But um, Les X Gods versus Omega and Matt Hardy was really the one that, that we came for and we got, and it delivered, and it's exactly what I was hoping for. Alpha. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm right there with you. The street, the street fight, it was good, but I'm going to have to put over that ladies' match at further division. That girl came out there wearing the best set of the granny panties I've ever laid eye on, and it just was unbelievable how good that match was. I'm just kidding. It's the street fight match, like I've been saying all night. The whole theme of this episode was cultivating the next generation of wrestling fans and watching the incinerator watch that street fight match and seeing how much he was marking out to that match. I was marking out to the damn match, too. I was like, is that a scissor lift? <laughs> and then... <laughs> the golf cart, the changing of the characters for Matt Hardy, the, the the story. He bit his damn finger within five seconds of them entering the ring. It was all great. From open to close, everything about it was perfect, brothers. I got to agree. Damn. And Ricky? I mean, the world heavyweight title match. I mean, how could you not think that was the best match? I mean, it had everything. Flip overs, headlocks, headlocks, flip overs, headlocks, flip overs. Ah, that fucking sucked. Brody Lee can suck a dick too. It had to be that street fight. That street fight was bar none the best, and it went on the main event spot like it should. 
street fight all day long. I can't say enough good things about that street fight. That was one of the best matches all year long so far. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, really, do you think the street fight itself is the sell, or do you think it's who's in it, or both? I mean, I really do think that I'd like to see a street fight with those best friends going against, uh, I don't even remember who they wanted to fight, Jimmy Havoc, I think, and uh, Kip Sabian. I, I'd like to see a street fight every week. It, it it does go. It has to be who's in it, who can sell it, and who can who can take it. Because you can't have somebody like uh, Marco Stunt and and uh, Brody Lee out there doing a street fight. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna I do, mean, that, do it justice. You know what? I'll I'll watch that. <laughs> I like I like the street fight stuff. I like the gimmicks they got. They got the cone. We we oh. overlooked the cone. Oh my gosh! That, that was so hurt. funny. He had it on his head. He was like, "What did he say when he had it on his head?" Because I forget. And then he, he took it off and then smacked Omega. He was the being face. a wicked witch. He went. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed. Oh man. Oh, I laughed. Jimmy laughed. <laughs> Dude, when he hit him with that wet floor sign, that's another thing that I've hit somebody with. Oh, before. he gave him that receipt, son. Woo. Those don't break easily. I know they're plastic, and you say, "Oh, that wasn't really." That bat, that was a fucking painful thing. That was a slap. That shit. That hurt. thing was painful. That, shit mm-hmm. that probably hurt worse than than the belt. Well, probably on par with the belt from Cody Rhodes. When Cody, oh my god, yeah. That 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 was a real one. That that, that thing shattered. So he hit him with the yeah. knuckle, the knuckle part of it, and the slap. Omega is no joke. Omega is no joke. I, I like watching this guy wrestle. I just I want to see more uh, emotion. Um, I, I think one of the yeah. things with Omega. I'm starting to feel it. I'm starting to get involved with it. But he's a little, you know, he, he sets himself up like he's, uh, and then he runs, you know. I, I like it a little bit. I don't like it a little yeah. bit. I think the more I get it. I jazz hands, brother. Yeah, I mean, but, you know, it's it's what he does. Um, I watched a video. He fought an eight-year-old girl right there in, right there in Japan. <laughs> so, you know. Um, it, this is a true story. I don't know if you watched it. He fucking wrestled. He beats the shit out of an eight-year-old girl. <laughs> That's Kenny Omega. I want to see that Kenny Omega. Yeah, I've seen. T- <laughs> All right, Ricky. My superstar of the week has to be Brandy. Rhodes, she finally found her character. I cannot say uh, good enough stuff about this. When somebody finds their character, it is it is a beautiful thing to see. And usually we don't get to see it on camera, but my God, we got to see this one. My superstar week, Brandy Rhodes, for finding herself. Hell yeah! I'm gonna jump right in here, and I'm gonna say I, I like what you're going. I like where you're going with it. But my superstar of the week is Jake the Snake Roberts, brother. He is back. He is dangerous. And I think he is that he, rapist. he will probably end up on a lineup one day uh, soon because Jake the Snake is uh, this close, this close to falling off the trail. Uh, but I really hope he sticks around. I, 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 uh, uh, whoa, whoa. Hey. Jesus Christ. Scared the shit out of me. Uh, I was just going to finish up with saying, you know, I, I all due respect to Jake the Snake. He has done a tremendous job on his journey outside of of all of the, the nastiness that he's gone through in his life. And, uh, you know, uh, hats off to him. Rape the Snake Roberts, as Ricky says. Uh, 
he, he just, I, I really do love the fact that this guy has redeeming himself after what he has done. He has lost his family for real. They don't love him no more. He's, he's done. Um, and he knows it. So deep down, he's got he's to gotta dial it back to, to where he came from. But where he came from is what brought him the destruction in his life. So this is the second coming of Jake the Snake Roberts. It's a dangerous journey in real life for this man as he is obviously fragile. And he is obviously still at odds and in a battle for the rest of his life. So tip my yeah. cap to Jake the Snake for being the man we need him to be if he's going to be Jake the Snake. Okay, you're welcome to go be Jake Roberts. You're welcome to, to retire and be the man you want to be. Okay, but this right here, you're doing a good job. Hats off to you. You kicked ass this week. I know you're watching. That's why I'm talking directly to you, Jake. <laughs> I know you're watching. You have all the time in the world, okay? You're over there hanging out with DDP. <laughs> DDP's my friend, Ivar. That's his friend, okay? I know, Jake. I know you're watching, okay? So I'm talking directly to you. Alpha, wrap us up. Yo, you guys, the, there are a couple of great choices, but, but but my superstar of the week is Matt Hardy. The way he handled that street fight match, you said it yourself, Jenny. He came out, he was he was one character. We got broken Matt right off the bat. Then he goes out, he transforms into Matt Hardy. He comes out doing doing the stuff he was doing in 2000, giving me the feels right here. Then he, <laughs> he gets shoved into an ice cellar. They put him on ice. He comes out, he says, Damascus now. He's talking like he's 3,000 years old. Get this documentary. Well, I turn on this dragon cart. And it's just, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking at the incinerator. I said, what's the best part of this whole night? He said, the street fight. I said, well, he, what was your favorite part of the street fight? He said, Matt Hardy. <laughs> and you know what? When, when a guy who's 40-something years old can capture the attention of an 8-year-old boy because he's funny and because he's doing cool moves, that's how you become a superstar yes, in this sir. day and age. Yes, sir. Hell yeah. Couldn't agree more on that one. When you put it like that, well said. Well said, gentlemen. That is. That is a well said statement. What I'm going to do here is I'm going to play us a little outro. And I think we're going to raid the president of the United States of America. There we Mr. go. Mr. President. That's what I the think. The big boss, man. Yeah. So let's get it. I, I know there ain't a lot of people out there right now, but I want to know. Do you want to see? Do you want to see the Alpha? Or do you want to see Jimmy T? Or do you want to see the Backlog Network promo? You pick one. That's the one we're going to do. We're going to give you 30 seconds. Which one do you want to see? You have to pick one. You got. You know you got to vote for the big pink machine. Let's uh, go. The Backlog Network. Jimmy T. All right, we While got... we wait, I'm going to drink this Dilly Hard Dill Pickle Juice, the official drink of the world-winning federation. Nothing goes down the pipe like Dilly Hard Dill Pickle Juice. It's piss in a jar. Piss in a jar. Dilly piss. I'm going to tell you right now, I had my chance to drink and eat some of that Dilly Juice. That stuff is disgusting, and it makes you shit your pants, okay? I was on the toilet for a good 12 minutes trying to release every single ounce of that dilly juice. It is not good for you. <laughs> I like to keep the weight on so I can be warm for the winter. Jimmy T does not need 
to have every single thing that he's eaten in the last three weeks come out of his body in 12 minutes. It is not acceptable. <laughs> the body doesn't like that. So I, I wouldn't choose anything else to touch these lips, brother. All right. Well, we're going to go ahead and set up this raid, and we're going to go ahead and send y'all on over to Mr. President 1987. I think that's 1897. We're going to go ahead. He's got more people watching than we do. I don't understand it. We are the best show and the best program I have ever witnessed. So when you get over there, you tell him, tell everybody that's in Mr. President's channel. Don't be watching him next week. Watch us. <laughs> oh, no, back off. Get better with the grenades. Get better with Ross. So, yeah. Hey, 20 kills out there. Yeah, I streamed for like, uh, like two hours or so. I think last time. Good night. Drop me my nuts on him. <laughs> then I, I was like, I gotta go. I gotta eat. So I, I was like, I'll be back on later. I fucking raided Mello TV. <laughs> And that was cool and everything. People showed love. And then Mellow TV was like, all right, I gotta go eat. So like it was like a raid train. Then we raided um GD Insomniac. water broke oh my god okay i gotta go i think i'm having a baby i was in his stream up until i started streaming again He's super cool dude oh my god hey hey, hey. motherfucker <laughs>